Good morning, Rainbow. It's good to be seen by you. I'm very thankful that you could be here and be a part of our, our worship service together this morning. I wonder if you're like me. I wonder if you've had any, any sleepless nights in recent days and weeks. I wonder if you found yourself tossing and turning, wondering about what the future might hold. Wondering might be too kind of a word. Truth be told, you find yourself worrying about what the future holds. So when we find ourselves dealing with, with worry, what is it that Jesus would say to us? In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus addresses this subject of worry. And in verse 25, he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. So in other words, Jesus says about worry, don't do it. Hmm. It doesn't seem to just make all of the worry and anxiety and all of the stress just disappear, does it? You see, for many of us, we, we want to know why. We want to know why we shouldn't worry. And so Jesus gives us the answer, as He always does. And the first thing that He wants us to see about worry is that it's pointless. You see, worry, it doesn't change anything. Jesus would say in verse 27, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? You know, if worry could add an hour to our life, there are probably those of us who would live forever. But that's not the way it works, is it? Worry doesn't add to our life, but worry does take away from our life. Worry will, will rob us of not just sleep, but of peace of mind, of time, of energy. And if worry can steal so many things from us, then it truly is pointless. So worry is something that cannot be uh, advantageous to our life at all. God is in control. And we need not ever forget that. You know, right before this teaching on worry, Jesus also addressed the need to decide who's going to be in control of your life. And he would say here in verse 24, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You see, if you choose God, you have nothing to worry about. Even when the things of this life, the storms, the struggles, the difficulties that we all go through, even when at times they, those things may seem out of control, we can rest assured knowing that everything is just fine because God is in control. And, and if you need proof of this, Jesus would say, all you need to do is look to nature. In Matthew 6, 26, Jesus said, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And then if you go down to verse 28, He says, See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And then Jesus would ask the question, 
that if God is this good to nature, if he's taken this much care of nature, will he not be even better to us? Jesus asks in verse 26, are you not much more valuable than they? And of course the answer is yes. I know, I know we may not feel like it today for one reason or another, but Jesus wants you to know there is not a single creature on the face of this earth that is more important to Him, more valuable to Him than you are. Jesus is assuring us that you can trust in your Heavenly Father to take care of you and to provide for your needs, knowing that He is in control. But we've got bags under our eyes, or maybe our ulcer in our stomach is acting up, or maybe if you're like me, your fingernails are kind of chewed down to the quick right now. And it's because we're worried. We're worried about what the future holds in the short term and the long term. We're worried about our families. We're worried about our finances. We're worried about our health. We're worried about our security. We're, we're worried about so many different things. So what would Jesus say to us? Verse 31, he says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now, Jesus is not promising a, a problem-free life. There are going to be problems. There are going to be challenges in this life. Verse 34, Jesus says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Problems? Yes. Challenges? Yes. Hurt? Yes. Fear? Yes. Pain? Yes. Worry? No. No worry because with each new challenge we can know that our Heavenly Father will provide for us all that we need to see us through and to take care of us. You know, so many of the things that we tend to, to lose sleep over, in the big scheme of things, they really just don't matter, do they? You see, regardless of what happens or doesn't happen, God is in control, and that's all that matters. How then do we maintain a eternal perspective when our earthly perspective is usually at the forefront of our mind the most. Jesus tells us in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. If we'll make every moment of every day about sharing God and sharing his love through our words, through our actions, having confidence, knowing that He is in control and that His will will be done and that He'll provide in, in all ways. When that becomes our focus, 
Hmm. Suddenly we find we have less and less to truly worry about. Today, I want to give you an opportunity. I want to give you an opportunity to lay your burdens down, to take the worry, take the stress, take the anxiety, take those things and lay them at the very foot of the cross. You know, the Apostle Paul, he would write in Philippians 4, beginning in verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known of God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Take the worry. Lay it at the foot of the cross. Give it to God. And find a peace that passes all understanding. A peace that can only be found in Christ. Would you go with me in prayer? Our Father God, we humbly bow before you at this time, thanking you so much for this opportunity to worship you and to praise you. Our prayer, Father, is that our worship has been pleasing in your sight. Father, you know that there are so many things going on in our world right now, so many things that are heartbreaking, so many things that are troubling, so many things, Lord, that just they can consume our hearts and our minds. And Father, we find ourselves really battling with being worried. But we want to know, Father, that we have your peace. And so we take the things of this life, Father, the things that are stressful, the things that cause us to be anxious, the things that cause us to worry. We take these things, Father, and we we give them to you, knowing that you're in control, knowing that your will will be done, knowing that you will provide for us in all ways. Lord, we love you so much. But we know the love that you have for us is even greater. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for being our Father. We thank you for allowing your Son, Jesus, to to die on the cross for our sins. We thank you for this time together, even though it not be collectively, but to be together virtually. We thank you for that. All these things we ask in your Son's most precious and holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today for worship. As you know, our Sunday services are just one facet of what we do as a church. I hope that as we go throughout this week that you still look for opportunities to serve God, love your community, and express your faith. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can find us online at rainbowchurchofchrist.org. We hope to see you soon.